Hello friends, welcome to the 8th house of astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore, through the lens of the tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. Hey y'all, Eliza here. I just wanted to introduce I Am The Hermit as the episode that I received a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. I had been pursuing it throughout this entire journey of doing the podcast, so you may hear me intermittently mention the journey. I do feel that the hermit is an archetype that is closely associated with qualities of what I've experienced throughout my life. I'm almost 50 years old and I'm just finding out, you know, I have a clinical diagnosis now that really explains a lot of my experience. Thinking I was just extremely anxious and an extreme introvert, but it goes beyond that. And there is um, some questions involving feeling lonely. And I realized that the loneliest I'd ever felt is being around others who didn't understand me. So it's not a being in other people's company that relieves loneliness for me. It's the opposite. That is why I relate to the hermit archetype. So I hope you enjoy the listen. You're recording, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I am so excited to be here for the hermit. So I thought before we do anything, let's shuffle some cards separately and um, put a card aside. And then when we finish our discussion, see if it adds any insights. I'm a loud shuffler. Hold on. So the hermit, classic hermit card, um, basically its art was seen in the sleeve of Zoso, Led Zeppelin IV. Um, you know what I'm saying? Remember that? The gray album. Yeah. The cloaked figure with the lantern and the... You know, it's like so mysterious. And then they do that scene in um, the song Remains the Same of their tour, the, the movie, um, where Jimmy Page does that. And he dresses up in the cloak and there's like this whole dream sequence. I haven't seen it in quite a while. But yeah, like they were all about some tarot. And, you know, they lived in Aleister Crowley's house. I didn't know so. that. <laughs> That's the coolest yeah. thing I've ever heard. Right. Oh my god. Well, Jimmy Page did. That anyway. means he probably yeah. recorded there too. Oh. Oh. Oh, for sure. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that was a big part of their thing. Um but anyway, I'm just thinking of like the the associations with this archetype of the hermit are wizard like. Um like the wizard who goes off to um, mm-hmm. you know, retreat up the mountain like holding his light in his cloak he had this cloak on so it's like this light in the darkness kind of symbolism i mean it makes me think of the word merlin too which sounds a lot like hermit i wonder if there's a connection there yeah that's another thing is we have this wizard archetype who is he different from a witch because it seems like witches live on the edge of the forest and are all creepy and like I used to love playing Hansel and Gretel because um, I just was so attracted to solitude in the woods and the forest and going you know deep into things and in the dark it, but then like so how is it different from the high priestess how is it different from the hierophant so I think we covered that maybe the hierophant and the high priestess were similar and that they had like esoteric knowledge and so when the the hierophant is more like that gatekeeper of the knowledge and she holds a script she she holds a script he holds keys to esoteric knowledge so they both are almost gatekeepers um so i think that as far as like it's um astrological correspondences it is uh associated with virgo which kind of surprised me but the lantern is so key to the symbolism i think part of that is like so um, Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. And though Virgo is an earth sign, it is ruled by 
you know, the same sign as an air sign, Gemini. So that planet is like the messenger to the sun or the gods. Um, and it's like moves at light speed. And it's also said that um, like in mythology, it's associated with, you know, the sun disappears at night and then comes back in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's this whole underworld thing like Hermes, which is also Mercury. Um, so there's that Hermie, yeah. Hermie hermit. Yeah. <laughs> and Hermes, I mean, he's, he's like the, he, what is he? He's like the God of hell, right? Or something. Or, no. Yeah. Or fire. Yeah, it's also, or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, he is. He's, um, he's a psychopomp. The same as it's also Thoth. Oh, okay. So which was Crowley's deck was based on that. Okay. So it's like um, guiding souls. A psychopomp is yeah guides to souls to the other side, mm. and it could also be associated with um, the hermit card that is with um, Persephone, and maybe she's the Virgin in the Virgo card. Oh, you know, right. All these connections. So I was trying to think of like cards that characterize Virgo. And so not only the light, because they are, you know, Mercury and messengers and stuff, but they're also, like Gemini, ruled by Mercury, super attentive to detail. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm trying to think of, so Virgo is like also, you know, the home and the hearth and the her, what is it, hermit. I'm trying to think. Hermitage is like someone's home and land. You is know? it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if they're a hermit, they're homebound. So those are all Virgo type things. Um, but then the other thing is the lamp of illumination. And because they're so attentive to every detail, um, it's a very inward process. And it's a very um, mental process. So Mercury's yeah. also, you know, communication and words and details and things like that when I was reading about the hermit it, I, I remember seeing words like venturer or like mm -hmm. innovator you know which I thought was oh. kind of interesting like almost like inventor like the one that uses the knowledge to create something new and I'm like that kind of sounds like magician or yeah I don't like know there's I... something about there's something about like Maybe not discovery. being afraid. like, yeah, discovery, maybe like just inventing, like, like coming up with something new, like not being afraid to look in the darkness for yeah. knowledge that's never been seen before. Yes, I could see that. Yeah, like discovery and illumination. Um, and that light is super important. Um, oh, last thing, though, on Virgo, before I move on to the light, um, the uh, the service. Virgo is associated with healing and service to humankind. Mm -hmm. So in a way, that's like counterintuitive. If he's someone who's, you know, going up a hill to, to seek solitude, um, I'm thinking sort of like I was told once that I was a, a bodhisattva type, mm -hmm. like my soul chose to come back for a lifetime of service. I'd already learned what I needed to learn through incarnations. And now I'm here because I'm needed, like to, you know, like to impart some wisdom. And yeah. sometimes we can only know what that wisdom is if we are silent and, and alone, you know, yeah. cause that's where all that stuff happens in our dark minds. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us so, are very comfortable there. <laughs> I know. I know. So back to that, like, I think that um, it's just, it was such a frightening figure, you know, uh, for so long for people to see that, like, oh, gosh, there's, he's, his face is covered. He's, you know, yeah. going off by himself. That just seems so creepy. And I yeah. don't know. It just, um, I, I think there's a lot to do with, obviously, the pandemic and some of us, mm. like I've, I've loved the lockdowns. It's made me thrive. And I know that mm -hmm. some people are the opposite, but I think it speaks to introspection, introversion. Mm -hmm. um, lastly, I actually wanted to mention um, the weird thing about autism. And I am 
in the process of getting evaluated for that. And one of the hallmarks of it is sort of being, it was once called self-absorbed when they didn't know Mm -hmm. much about it. But like a baby, Mm -hmm. my mom said as a baby, even as a baby, I would start to fuss if she came in the room. I just Mm -hmm. enjoyed being alone so much. And I still do. (laughs) That is where I'm most free, happy, comfortable, because it's such a struggle when you're trying to understand the outside world, when you're already in your own head and your thoughts and your senses. And, and it's really hard to like, communicate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, for people who value authenticity and honesty, you know, like, yeah, think about the words that are starting with AU, like (laughs) authenticity. Uh, autonomy Seriously. you know Seriously. like it, yeah I think it means um self a you you're right that's interesting but you know it's like if you want to be honest it like meeting every conversation is gonna sa- might sound like a argument to other people we kind of got into that last week exactly yeah I mean yeah I guess what I'm saying is a separation like there it could it doesn't have to be that like you prefer to be alone, but if you prefer to be honest and you find that, yeah, it's almost like they're the point. same thing. Cause you can't, you can't be honest you if can't. you don't want to be alone because most people aren't going to meet you there is kind of my experience. And it's also hard to find those people where you can just be alone Yeah, in their yeah, company. Exactly. And that is the biggest struggle for me. I'm like, so just hypersensitive to every move or sound or you know small talk makes me insane so it's like just let me go into my own world just that's where I want to be all the time it's like so industrious there (laughs) you know but um, as far as the other part of this card the the lantern being so significant that I never thought of this but that it being a guiding light Right. Um, so that's a whole other aspect to the card. Yeah. Um, so is he there's a couple it in front of him or behind him? Sorry to interrupt. Do you remember? Um, in the classic image, he's holding it in front. Okay. You know, light his path. Right. Okay. Because he's headed up the mountain. So, um, and there's a card, the Eight of Cups, that looks a lot like it. Hmm. Um. And that one denotes like a sadness, like you have to leave a situation. So I think people see that and they see that same sadness in the hermit because they're like, well, is he going into exile? What did he do? Like, mm. I don't know, just some thoughts. But oh, I had forgotten to mention where this is on the fool's journey. That's so important. So this is like the middle. So this is young adulthood after learning how to get by with um, mental strength, because then this is also the mental. Then we have to know how to self-reflect. It's really important. So my plan, unless you have anything else, is to go over the excerpts and then let's let's touch on spirit guides if we can. Yeah. Okay. cool. All right. So, from 78 Degrees of Wisdom by Rachel Pollack. Um, Primarily, the card means a withdrawal from the outer world for the purpose of activating the unconscious mind. Mm. The hermit signifies a teacher who will show us how to begin this process and will help us find our way. This special guide, who might be an occult teacher, a therapist, our own dreams or even a spirit guide evoked from within the self. The image of the hermit occupied a special place in the medieval imagination. Living in the woods or the desert, totally withdrawn from all the normal concerns of humanity, the hermit presented an alternative to the church. There you go. That's the difference from the hierophant. Interesting. Because the hierophant was called the pope. Yeah. Oh, so like the tarot, the system of the tarot itself could be kind of considered a hermit i don't know just because it's yeah no you know, I, yeah because it's, it's a an cult. alternate yeah. 
understanding of creation in my idea. Yeah. Well, also with Pamela Coleman Smith, ironically, was into the occult stuff and then converted to Catholicism. It's like, what? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So you never know. Um, where was I? Um, the European version of a yogi ascetic he de- demonstrated the possibility of approaching God through personal experience. People often looked upon the hermits as living saints and attributed magic powers to them in the way that yoga disciples will tell wonderful stories about their masters. Hmm. Though the hermit withdrew from society, they did not withdraw from humanity. Among other functions, they gave shelter and sometimes blessings to travelers. So there's that service. They're like hosts. That's that's a big thing of Virgo. Mm-hmm. Um, countless stories, especially the Grail legends, depict the hermit who acts as a giver of wisdom to the knight on a spiritual quest. Yeah, Merlin. Yeah, totally. Again, we see the hermit's double image: example and guide example and guide right i'm just thinking how many people would look at someone walking by themselves and think oh there's an example yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe it's like you know the buddha did that to be an example right jesus did it you know i mean yeah yeah i mean i guess like to to gain followers for the people who really thought hey Maybe there's something to this. Or they're on a solo mission, but they're stopping along the way whenever someone needs shelter. Or Well, I, th- I think we're seeing him. There's, there's some great tarot decks that are before and after. So we're seeing him as he sets out. Right. But okay. I think the after would probably be he's up the big mountain on, you know, the cliff in his little home and has okay. a little fire going. So it's this cozy little isolated abode in the forest. So, yeah, if some knight passed through there, uh, he would provide quarter. Oh, my God. Speaking of Led Zeppelin, that's my favorite no quarter. (laughs) I love that song. It's got that creepy, like, pipe organ. And, oh, it's it's such a, like, dark-sounding song. So... The card carries within it a sense of deliberate purpose of withdrawing to work on self-development. In connection with this sense of purpose and with the picture of an old man, the card symbolizes maturity and a knowledge of what really matters in life. The card can also signify assistance from a definite guide, some, sometimes as indicated above, a psychic guide from within, but more often a real person who will help you in your self-discovery. Sometimes we do not ourselves recognize that such a guide exists for us. If the hermit appears in a tarot reading, it may be wise to look carefully at the people around you. And I had never thought to consider that because if I get the hermit, I'm like, oh, that's about me mm-hmm. going inward. Or if it's reversed, maybe I'm too withdrawn or you know something like that. So... It's a really re- kind of a revelation for me to think of it as a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, or it can be you as a guide. If you are involved in helping others find understanding, then the hermit can symbolize you in your role as a guide or teacher. Interesting. The hermit reversed can indicate a fear of other people. <laughs> And I tend towards that. <laughs> if we withdraw from society as a retreat, then the fact of withdrawal becomes more and more dominant, leading to phobias and paranoia. Mm. The hermit reverse can sometimes simply mean that the moment the person needs to become, at the moment the mer- person needs to become more involved with other people. Oh, interesting. Because, yeah, because the card, when the right way up, Um, suggests maturity the hermit reverse can also sometimes indicate a peter pan attitude to life makes sense yeah the person hangs on to basically meaningless activities you know kind of surface extroverted type stuff yeah or else imitates childlike enthusiasm like the imitation of spontaneity 
as a way of avoiding responsibilities or doing something with their life. Wow. I feel like I feel like a lot of us a lot of people get stuck at that stage for like very lo- a very long time. <laughs> like I feel like that could explain where a lot of people get stuck and like don't want to take that next step in trusting themselves, looking inside themselves. Why am I why is why am I reacting this way? Because it's so much easier just to blame the outside and mm, yeah. and not go through the work of changing the interpretations from the inside. Yeah, it really does take a lot of analysis. And for someone like me, who that's all I do, it's like I need the opposite. I need to go, like you had mentioned something about when you don't want to um, – focus yeah that's what I need I need something to make me not focus <laughs> like I need ADD uh-huh. <laughs> awesome so medicine woman is the guide Carol Bridges so she she goes on to this section um that I thought was cool is this my guide you know the whole when the student is ready the teacher will appear and she says several question often Questions often arise in regard to the concept of spirit guides. One, are they real? She says guides are quite real, much more real than the ever-changing human-made world, but I have taken a long road to this understanding. Your personal guide will lead you through experiences that will bring you to the exact sense of knowing that is right for you at just the time you need it. The first lesson by the guide that you are being taught, however, is to trust yourself. Trust your own inner experience. Your self-confidence in your own spiritual journey is what builds the bridge to working with the higher beings. Their hands reach out to those who sincerely seek. If you seek to live truth, higher love and compassion then you prepare yourself for meeting those who exemplify those virtues. Yeah. I think about the Einstein quote that says, match the frequency of what you want and you can't help but make it a reality. Attracting it. Yeah. 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 So that's... It's, It's making me think when you say that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I keep having deja vu, like about the high priestess, about the heart energy, you know, Mm -hmm. the magnetic field and emanating that, um, that which we want to also. Yeah. But isn't that interesting? Come back to us. It's not until you truly believe in yourself and trust that it's possible to receive guidance from. Yeah. Some other source or whatever. So, yeah, there's another section that, that. Um, speaks to that so two why would such high beings wish to spend time with me it is their particular area of universal service and personal evolution to help the earth and her beings they come to you according to your readiness and willingness to work with them it is important for you to remember that they do want to work with you They give guidance so that it can be carried out. Mm. The guide will, of course, never tell you to do anything against your moral principles, but may ask you to transcend some of your limitations about how much good it is possible for you to accomplish. Mm, Love that. Lastly, number three, how will I know if it is really my guide, not a lower spirit, perhaps of someone recently deceased and still earthbound, you may ask. Your guide will be able to transmit total love to you. An overwhelming feeling of cosmic blessing or grace will emanate from their presence. And you can rightly ask, are you my guide? All spirits on the other side are bound to truth. And you have the power to instantaneously dismiss any unwelcome spirit just by telling it to go away and giving it no further attention. Your guide will direct you toward one life purpose. They will not change their mind about what that is (laughs) and will be glad to answer questions and provide details as you need them. I love that. That's interesting. (laughs) I know. I was like, wow, I really... You know, I, I had a reading and I had apparently like the same person who said I w- was a bodhisattva. She said, 
I had like more spirit guides surrounding me than she'd ever seen anybody have. Really? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, well, get them out of here. I always have this <laughs> feeling of being crowded and like just claustrophobic almost in myself. Uh-huh. And she was like, no, she laughed. She said, they're, they're here to help you. So knowing that, yeah, that excited me. I'm like, I, I need to revisit this idea. Because <laughs> one of them she said was like, I'm so up in the air like I'm all air signs she was like one and she didn't know me so she's like one is around your feet pulling down your feet or trying to so that you stay on the ground and I was like my jaw dropped I'm like what really (laughs) it was so um relevant so tell us about oh well, you, you went to a psychic or a, a reading where they told you about your animal guide. Oh, yeah. That's well, tell right. us about that first. Well, honestly, Please. it was just this woman. Um, her name's Carol Rittberger. And I heard her on a podcast once talking about her experience, which is kind of incredible. Um, she had some kind of major event that happened to her, like some kind of illness or something really quick happened and she could all of a sudden see other dimensions like all the time <laughs> and it and it was just kind of cool and the way that she was explaining it it really sounded like she was legit like telling the truth and how did you come up upon her <laughs> I have no idea but I started following her <laughs> when was this this a couple oh. years ago, just just oh okay, was, so it was like online. Yeah, but she was like looking. She was visiting Mexico, and she she looked down in this valley, and she saw this ancient civilization just like Neat. in front of her. And then one of the people started walking towards her, and it was a spiritual master of the tribe mm. speaking to her from Neat. another time. And I was like, what? That's so cool. So, but it's just the way that she explained her experience. It sounded so authentic to me that I was like, all right, I'm going to check this woman out. And so I, so it's just a remote thing. So I just, you know, I ordered it on her website. And a couple of days later, I got a little printout. So my spirit animal or my spirit guide in animal form was porcupine. Interesting. I've never even seen one. Have you seen one? Well, yeah, I've seen them in Maine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty common thing for doggies to get quilled in New England. I know. Honestly, I wish I could remember the the wisdom of the porcupine. Well, I have it right here. Oh, you do? Yes, please. Yeah, because you did. I knew what it was. I acted (laughs) surprised, but um, I'm just such an expert masker. Um, (laughs) Porcupine reminds me of innocence again. With every man a brother, each woman a friend. Oh. Let's see. So the south of the medicine wheel. This is neat because it's the medicine wheel of, you know, it's very indigenous Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nature based. So uh, it's the south and the place is of childlike innocence and humility. I would say that's the cups, it sounds like. Or the wands. I'm not quite sure yet. I'll have to feel it out. It is the home of playfulness and the position of porcupine on the medicine wheel of life. Porcupine has many special qualities. Oh, and by the way, it's number 12. I don't know what that hmm. means, but this is the uh, medicine oh, yeah. cards. So there's cards, too. Um, it's uh, Jamie Sams and David Carson. Porcupine has many special qualities and a very powerful medicine, the power of faith and trust. The power of faith contains within it the ability to move mountains. The power of trust in life involves trusting that the great spirit has a divine plan. Your task is to find the pathway that is most beneficial to you and that uses your greatest talents to further that plan. Trust can open doorways to the creation of space. The space thus created allows others to open their hearts to you and to share their gifts of love, joy, and companionship. Through understanding the basic nature of this animal, you may come to understand your own need for trust and faith and for becoming like a child again. In today's society, this is, this is weird because we were just talking about 
how he, it's hard to get out of this stage yeah. you know the peter pan like never that's wanting me. responsibility <laughs> and, uh, and you mentioning me. that yeah <laughs> i kind of got the just i'm like no i was born i think remember you made that post and i was like i think i was born a crone yeah. like a hermit you know <laughs> i never had any of this like my first sentence my mom had to for my evaluation she had to say like how i talked and stuff i was like hyperlexic like yep. super formal language mm-hmm. like it just clicked really early and i said as a one-year-old oh see the children <laughs> like yeah, i was speaking out of a book or something <laughs> so i love it okay <laughs> so we're like opposites like that so where am i porcupine sat silently looking at a hollow log she wondered if it was a playhouse that nature had created just for her porcupine envisioned all the things she could do with a log she could climb on top and make a log roll from side to side she could go inside and see if there were any juicy worms for her she could also scratch her back on the rough outer bark if she wanted to just as porcupine was pondering what to do next she saw bear approaching bear was big and black and looking for honey oh another playmate to share my log she thought hello bear she cooed do you want to play and share my log with me gruff old bear snorted porcupine don't you know that i'm too old to play you're in my way i'm looking for honey go away oh my god it's us um (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry why bear you're never too old to play she replied if you forgot what it was like to be a cub you'll always be impatient and gruff as you are now bear began to think about what porcupine had said maybe she was right All the other creatures had run away from Bear in fright. Even the other bears had turned up their noses when he growled at them. This little porcupine was certainly trusting him not to eat her. She even offered to be his friend. The old bear looked at porcupine and began to feel something move inside him. He started to remember the games he played as a cub. Joy started to live in him again. Little porcupine, you have reminded me that in becoming strong and seeking answers, I got caught in trying to be an intellectual. I became afraid of what others would think if I dropped my mask of gruffness. I was afraid they wouldn't take me seriously anymore. Mm. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Because like, I don't, I feel like no one takes me seriously. And I do feel like that like Mm. damaged me. Like they didn't believe me. They didn't, they didn't take me seriously. So I had to be other people that was acceptable. Like it's a really weird, Mm -hmm. you know, and he says dropping his mask of gruffness, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Mm -hmm. it was like a barrier because I didn't want to be hurt or disappointed when people would make fun of me or like, well, why do you like doing that? You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's, one of the very key things that I've learned in my life and I've had to see, I've had to grow in is really just being okay with myself. Like I am going to force you to think outside the box when you talk to me. Like, you know, I, I mean, just because that's who I am, I'm going to present a way to look at something that you probably have never like thought of before or not like on purpose. It's not like I'm setting out to do that, but and I have to be okay with that, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I think I got rejected so often because I had different ideas that it shut me down. Like, yeah. your your confidence was able to, like, you build a foundation on it, it sounds like. Well, yeah, I don't um, think so. I mean, I feel like um, I've had to learn, you know, to... I used to think that I had to fit in to this box, and so I would do the thing that other people would expect me to but I feel like now yeah yeah no I never did and and I guess what I'm saying is like I I felt like I I've internalized that so much that I always feel like I'm wrong in the way I do things and so why would anyone want to be around me like it asks even to the spirit guides why would like that's why I don't trust because I don't believe that people have my best interest in mind or they genuinely like me or what I have to say. So I just avoid it. Yeah, I know what you You know what I'm saying? So like confidence to me could be screw it. I'm going to share what I have to share anyway. Well, like I don't have that kind of confidence. Yeah. Like I will be myself no matter what, but just, I don't have confidence. You're never going to believe something or experience something in the same way. Another human being is like, we are literally snowflakes. So like, I guess just 
Yeah. And so, and so like, um, empathy I've heard is not, oh, I can relate because I've had this happen to me. Like, no, you haven't. You haven't been in that person's experience as they experience it. That's right. empathy. Yeah. Just understanding that. I just feel like if more people understood that it's okay and actually natural to not see things the same way someone else does but instead as it says yeah because we would be like this homogenous right blah right, world but, you know yeah accept each other people yeah <laughs> go on you know having just come from strength i think we did a great job talking about the opposite of the hermit energy right on, in the porcupine yeah. and i didn't even know that was going to happen so that was really cool thank you for that coming up Mm. And it was all because of this card that I shared with you, mm-hmm. which I actually think is a hedgehog. But yeah. I'm so glad that you thought it was a porcupine because how cool. Um, like, I really think that this That's is right. a great yes. thing to talk about somehow. Yeah. Um, and I love that on, in the card you shared with me, the guiding light were fireflies. I know. in Around the hedgehog and just love yeah that. and i was like bioluminescence like in the sea you know you've seen that in the sea like at night oh be like no actually plankton and stuff oh my gosh so it's something that is possible in this life on earth and it's just um it's like if you can think of these things it's yeah talk about invention you right. know discovery yeah yeah um do you want to talk about your Oh, yeah. Your spirit so, guy? I mean, honestly, you know, I know I'm like a, a woo-woo kind of a person, but spirit guides have always been something that I've never really felt connected to or really um, felt like I understood like most people in this new age spiritual community where like I always thought about spirit guides as maybe it was just you know, maybe a spirit guide is the aspect of myself that's just, you know, wise and this and that. And, um, and then, you know, I just started to kind of wonder like, okay, are there, are there spirit guides and, and do I have one? And is it possible to meet them? And do they look like humans or are they aliens or you know, whatever? Um, and so it was about two years ago and I was, well, maybe three years ago now, and I was trying, and I was finally deciding to explore my uneasiness around, like, nighttime. And, mm. Mm. and embarrassingly... Yeah, you and I share that. Yeah. It's a very strange, it, specific... Yeah. It's gotten so much better ever since this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. It, it, and it, And for you, it wasn't like... For me, it was, um, I think I talked about it in maybe the Hierophant, but the the fear of religion, which I didn't have from my own upbringing, mm. because some Jehovah's Witness dropped off some children's Bible, and I was, like, so terrified. Yeah. Um, I'm going to revisit that in the, de- in the Devil oh, episode, yeah. because, like, I, it started freaking me out in everything I did. I was already so self-conscious, and then it was like, oh, my God, I'm doing everything, like, bad Mm. i'm gonna you know be like i was literally scared of the devil and i thought i saw it and i was like terrified of going to sleep yeah um did you have that kind of no i i scary i was afraid of ghosts just to put it plain Mm. plain and simply i was afraid of ghosts and i was like okay why and then um i finally said okay i'm going to look at this i'm gonna shine my awareness onto this silly fear that i have and it was about mm. the same time I was going through some psychic training and mediumship training. And, and I have, I mean, I'm, I've never really been one to kind of subscribe to the idea of spirit guides and that everyone has one and that they're around us all the time. Like I never it's kind of like a, a twin flame or true love or what a soulmate. Like, yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like it's kind of hokey like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, the more time I spent in these, intuitive development communities and a big part of um just connecting with that universal energy is asking for 
support from a guide or so I was like okay I can subscribe to this belief or asking for help that's a huge problem <laughs> true. <of mine. laughs> true yeah me too um I just I never know what to believe you know like because I know that once I believe something everything I say or do has to come from that belief and I just anyway <laughs> so makes you panic because you have too many like yeah. I like options I, I feel closed in yeah if I don't have options and a door to get out <laughs> yeah so I was getting a psychic reading once a few years back and um I think I even asked like do I have a spirit guide or whatever or maybe one of the things that she said was like you have a spirit guide he's actually here and he says to call him Matt he says that you like don't know what to call him. I'm like, well, that's kind of true. Like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she's like, so just call him Matt. Like, just call him Matt. I was like, that's okay, hilarious. like that's weird, but sure. Um, <laughs> but guess what? I started realizing. So I'm I'm really big into dreams. Like I remember my dreams. I have very vivid dreams. I'm like in my dream, and I started to notice that like I'm seeing Matts from across my lifetime. Like in my dreams. Like I'm meeting. Like one of my very first friends was called Matt and he would like show him my dream like what up Matt and then like in the like, a couple days later I'd see like another Matt like just kind of in passing and then this one time I mean it was all within like the same two weeks of that reading I was all of a sudden found myself at this party and I'm sitting at a table and I'm realizing literally every single Matt that I know in my life was at this party just sitting around <laughs> okay so I was in this dream and I remember sitting down to one of my friends and I was like isn't this so cool that we get to see each other in our dreams and like and he looked at me and I could just like tell like I could recognize that it was some sort of a guiding spirit yeah like she like yeah. Carol Bridges says like you you'll yeah. know because they emanate oh, this true yeah oh, interesting and so he looked me straight in the eyes and he's like and you know we have this place to share our burdens. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? I was like, I looked at him and I was like, well, that was profound. And then like, and then I woke up. And so, and also something I've heard in my spiritual communities, when you get like, say a dream visitation from a loved one, you'll often wake up right after just because like it helps you remember. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause like if I have, um, prophetic dreams or a visitation it always happens like or I think that you, know. you wake up yeah yeah there's a certain quality but I didn't realize I didn't even think about that and you mentioned that as far as like um maybe that's why a rooster came into my life is that I needed someone to be like wake up you know like when I'm in that REM state um because it's a oh, weird yeah. time he'll wake totally. up and, like four or five in the I just morning thought it was cool because like, then when I woke asleep. up I thought share your yeah. burdens and like yeah. I you know that had to have somehow been part of my kind of just lessons yeah, for that week neat. or I don't know, whatever. Just knowing that, like, you don't have to take it all on your own. Maybe that's what she means by they have the one thing that they say, you know. That's how you know, that's how you be, be able to identify them, too, is that that's presence that they emit and then the, the focused um, mission. Almost. Right. So, yeah, I would say that experience really helped to expand and grow my trust in the idea of spirit mm, yeah. guides and that my dreams really are a space where I can receive support and so I do have one more pretty significant visitation dream to talk about that I do believe um, was a spirit guide of some kind or perhaps an ancestor of mine or maybe even angelic energy and so here's what happened so it was it was one of those times when I was getting some anxiety before going to sleep and I was hearing this name in my head over and over. It was Andrew, 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 Andrew. And so I remember right before going to sleep, I just threw it out there and said, I could really use some help here. If, is this just typical monkey brain, monkey human brain or anxiety? Um... And so I just put it out there and said, give me some help. So I, I went to sleep and eventually found myself in a dream. And the dream took place at my childhood home, which since this dream, I've noticed that when I am having a dream inside of my 
taking place in my childhood home, it's a lot easier for me to reach a lucid state. And so I don't know if that's because there's so many familiar things around and it kind of can maybe jog memory of, you know, your conscious state. So maybe, who knows? But I was, I was lucid in this dream. So eventually I went upstairs and was walking to my room, but I have to, you have to pass my sister's room to do that. And I remember looking in and seeing like this shining thing. So I walked into her room and to see what it was. And it was a golden music stand that stood about four feet tall. And on it was engraved the name Andrew Cole. And so in my dream, I was able to put two and two together that it was the same name I was hearing before I went to sleep. So I'm thinking, what? Andrew, okay, all right. And as soon as I said the name, I felt like the there was like an, a message that said, go outside. So I went outside on the front lawn of the house and the sky opens up to just the brightest white light I've, you know, ever experienced. And from that light walks this eight foot man, um, older, you know, like maybe, I mean, he was presenting his like fifties or sixties and I almost want to say it was like kind of like a French outfit, like striped pants, um, maybe a blazer, maybe a scarf even like it was very, it was very cool. And and I looked at him and it felt like I knew him. I was like, hi, yeah. oh, I can't believe I I caught that music stand and I was able to read your name and I was able to get the message. And he says, oh, is that all it took? And then, but it was kind of said in a sarcastic way as if he was like, oh, okay, that's all it took, huh? <laughs> but really he'd been trying to reach me for who knows how long. Um and so he got right to the point and he said, so I'm going to start helping you at nighttime. And he started writing things right. down on pieces of paper. And this is this part I don't, I haven't really figured out yet. And then he put each one in an individual bag. And then he handed them to me and said, take these with you. I mean, the whole visit probably took 45 seconds. And so I go to hug him. I was like, I have to, I've got to hug you. And I kind of saw this look on his face, kind of like <laughs> not rolling his eyes, but just a little yeah. bit like, okay. And then I understood where the look was coming from once I started to embrace him because I didn't get very far um, because I was kind of woken up out of the dream because of this extreme sense of love and euphoria. I was feeling the closer I got to him. It was something else. I mean, it was a lot like I've heard people describe in near-death experiences where you just feel this overwhelming sense of, of love. And so it's pretty great. So, um, so I woke up, but the funny thing is I woke up inside of the dream. So it was almost like inception. <laughs> so it was like in a dream and then I was in a visitation in a dream and then he put me back in the dream or I did. And then I was lucid again and I was thinking to myself, oh, I can't wait to tell Dylan that I met this spirit guide or this angel or something. And oh my gosh, do I believe in spirit guides now? This is so cool. Um, and so, yeah, I, I remember I remember being lucid in that dream also. But, you know, the conclusion is ever since then, I have not felt um, discomfort around going to sleep in the way that I had for so long. And I have yet to feel bombarded by um, other people's energy right before I go to sleep. Um, it's kind of incredible. I mean, he really did start helping me. So, and the other cool thing is that I'm, I wasn't so afraid if, you know, even if I did hear names, I thought, well, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a earthbound spirit, you know, um, Mm, yeah it could be a guide also or a family member that, i'm so glad that you brought up the night thing because i you know the night is dark and full of terrors was like the whole uh thing on game of thrones and it's real it was full of terrors for me 
and it was full of terrors for you. And the night is scary when there is some unknown thing. And so I think that's why the hermit card evokes such a reaction. Like, oh, God, he's going into the dark on purpose, like at will, you know? And what is up with this? Yeah. Dude? And he has yeah. this lantern, you know? And oh, so that's maybe that's why we love the, the lightning bugs. <laughs> they're yeah. comforting well, the stars I mean, you know the moon those things that right that we can see when it's pitch black and they give us oh yeah i'm still here i'm not mm-hmm. often my oh my god i had the weirdest thing when i was um at my goth heyday when i was like 13 i was at mm-hmm. my grandmother's house where i collected dragonflies same place but i had gotten older and i was walking with my headphones in the night and i had all my black on and I couldn't see anything. And I was like tripping out because I had my earphones, you know, I couldn't hear anything except the music. And it was like I was floating because I couldn't see at all. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Sensory deprivation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you finish? I'm so sorry, but I just wanted to tie it back in. Um, well, the conclusion is I never felt the same sense of fear ever again. He got through to you. And yeah, and now I know, you trust or that I think I just trust he's with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I just, you know, just as for advice out there, right. you know, just like pay attention to your dreams or assign yeah. assign a name to a guide because it doesn't matter to them what Listen their name to, is. Listen to like random names or words. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because it could be something weird. Yeah, just like, pay attention. Yeah. Like the birds used to make me, I was so linguistically um, based that the birds, I would hear I would like mishear a word that I thought I'd heard in the English language before. Yeah. And so I would go, like, I remember this one bird sounded like it was saying premature. And I didn't know what that meant. And I was like five or something. And I was like, love dictionary. So I looked it up and I found out the meaning. But it was a way to learn vocabulary. But it also, it was like, what does that mean? Oh, interesting. I, I feel like I got messages, like, from words, names, things in my head I would hear things cool. out of something so in some ways it's like somebody scrying and seeing an image I was hearing yes. it in the bird song you know what I mean oh that makes so much sense yes that's why you're you're a freak audio psychic <laughs> no well it's just called clairaudience <laughs> um so I have just a few things to read real quick I thought this was cool from the forager's daughter she says Once the mind is still, hidden knowledge can be released. We all face times of shadow and uncertainty. The contemporary world is overwhelming and can leave us feeling drained and burdened. When there's too much stimuli, a snail that's in hers, um, in her card, will retreat into its shell and wait for the confusion to pass before reemerging. This isn't a moment of weakness or cowardice. It's a natural reaction for the tiny creature. So I relate to that a lot, but it's also, um, yeah, like for me, I, I have to retreat or it's too much. Like I mm-hmm. can't process anything. So mm-hmm. I think that can be a gift to have that uh, ability. Whereas some people don't even like, they just need to fill the space. They can't stand like quiet or, right. or solitude. Or they don't even realize what they need. Like they can't recognize what I need right now is to retreat or yeah. whatever. Like So I, I, and I have to mention, you know, this has all been about mostly the male archetype, but then there's definitely that forest witch. And I can't let this episode go without talking about my girl, Baba Yaga. Um, so okay. from the okay. dark goddess, the hermit is Baba Yaga, my idol. So Baba Yaga is the fearsome Russian witch of the woods. She lives in a hut in the trackless forest. Her home has a personality of its own. Its windows are eyes, and it moves about on giant chicken legs. It can follow wherever Baba Yaga chooses to wander in her northern woods. She is reclusive with no wish to be disturbed, content as she is with the company of spirits and her faithful, mysterious servants, the bodiless hands she calls soul friends, and her beloved horsemen, the white, the red, and the black. Okay, now you need to make me that mala with the right, red, and black. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Who she calls bright dawn, red sun, and dark midnight. 
Her powers are earthy and old and as encompassing as time. She may be encountered by a hero taking a journey, though her hut is so hidden and hard to find unless a magical doll or thread shows the way, when the petitioner hushes to listen for the words of the wise woman of the woods. Virtue and honesty may not prevail in sophisticated places, but they do in the forests. Know where to find authenticity. Turn away from false spirits that do not lead you true. Within nature, within your mind, seek out the still and sacred places where magic is heard and felt and seen. Spend enough time to feel this as an integral part of who you are. Learn through experience over instruction. Follow intuition over authority. Ask invisible friends to be your companions. This is a good time to explore or deepen relationship with unseen things. Beings, sorry. Uh, that's okay so i'm really starting only just now to understand like that the aspect of asking for help or right believing that there are other spirits out there hidden spirits or hidden energies that are waiting for us to utilize their gifts and that's why i think i loved being in nature and being in hidden places because i noticed those things like I'm going to have to share the picture, um, yes. you know, of the one that I, sh- this is from the Paulina Tara, Paulina Cassidy is the artist. She's really neat. Um, the hermit's meditative journey is supported by her mm-hmm. contemplative companions who bring their own light. So, yeah. So like the light in the card can be known as the light of beingness of another of the guide itself so like oh oh, okay I, I get it now so like yeah the, yeah the light is the guide yeah you know I think that's yeah. another reason I always tend towards little animals and stuff because it's like I recognize a light in them that if somebody's talking words I'm like oh god like I'm tuning out like I want to see this uniqueness this spirit yeah shining from you and that's yeah. what I'm drawn to yeah and so I want to hang out with you <laughs> that's joyful to me like I think that was what I was trying to say earlier is that when I was little I knew this ability that I had and that I knew I wanted to I had deep empathy and could almost had a psychic way and that was a lot of what I was bullied about like how did you know that why did you say that you're so weird you know like because I would just blurt out things that I perceived mm. and they would sometimes happen and that freaked people out Mm -hmm. and so I retreated more because I learned okay Mm -hmm. I freak people out like but I was just trying to help Mm -hmm. like I did with animals (laughs) well you want to see what aspect of the hermit the cards want us to talk about so what did you get what was your card seven of swords wow I love that card I got six of cups six of cups is so much like the porcupine in fact it's like innocence and it's generosity mm. and it's heady bringing bringing joy and sharing and neat yeah. okay what about seven of swords um did, did you have anything to say on on this card though oh just that cups when i think of cups i think of offering yeah so whenever i think of cups i just think of your you have something to offer and you're choosing yeah to do yeah that. and cups um are like that and sixes are the rebalancer seven so with yours um towards the end of the cycle and it's usually a little bit like the five but on a more internal level so the seven and the swords are very mental so I think it goes with Mm. the hermit um in that I heard this great saying about the seven of swords and it's very fox-like it's like you know how the fox is always depicted as getting out of stuff because it can outwit whatever it is it's it's depicted as a person who's kind of stealthy and like um cunning sneaky you know they outwit they outfox you and it's to protect themselves and so honestly i relate to that like that's me versus the bear if you we did the bear and the porcupine i'm kind of that way because i'm so suspicious and i've always i've adapted and i've learned how to uh get what I need as a self-protective thing, even though I've become um, distrustful 
it's like, hey, I got to do what I got to do. I'm resourceful. I'm, I'll figure it out. You know, it's kind, it's kind of a very solo thing. Um, like even, but I think the card is a lot of times seen as like dishonest, and that's why it gets a really you know, like somebody stealing something because they need it. Yeah, I was just thinking as far as the seven of swords, and relating it to what we've talked about today, maybe you know, having a clear question in your mind or like knowing what it is you need help with or want to ask a guide. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know I need this. How do, how do I get it? Well, it's cool to marry it with the hermit because like you, and if it's a guide, then you know, like if it's someone who's self-reliant and resourceful, but they hate it. There you go. It's a person who hates asking for help because they don't trust it. So just like, um, I just think it speaks to, you know, sometimes asking for help is being self-reliant. Sometimes the social worker helps a resistant person by identifying, but you're already doing this. See, you know, like, because there's the receiving end too, which I also struggle with.